Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. Henry Winkler will participate in Northern Virginia's 23rd annual Fall for the Book Festival with a virtual event this Friday at 1.30 p.m. Eastern. I spoke with Winkler and co-author Lynn Oliver about their children's book Hollywood vs. the Galaxy, as well as Winkler's memories of Happy Days and the latest on his Emmy-winning role in HBO's Barry. Henry, thanks so much for joining us. It's a pleasure. Uh, you know what? Good morning to you from L.A., and uh, I am so excited. Yeah, thank you for taking uh, a, a quick break out of, I know you're out there, you're, you're currently shooting the new season of Barry, right? We are. Um, we're almost done. We, we finish at the, uh, the beginning of November. And it will probably, probably be on sometime in March. We can't. My wife and I are huge fans of that show. You and Bill Hader are, are amazing in that show. Um, but let's the, the let's talk about why the reason we're here, which is this new children's book. I know your co-author with Lynn Oliver, who who may uh, hopefully uh, connect to this Zoom here in a second. But in the meantime, you can take it take it yourself. Um, Tell me what's the what's like the premise of the book? You know, if parents picked up this book, you know, what's the story? Okay, so this is for third to seventh grade, and Lynn and I are we write comedy. Uh, you know, it is our background, uh, but underneath the comedy is the very challenge of being uh, a, a child. Uh, what happens if I reveal myself? Will people still like me? Uh, is friendship more important than, um, than uh, success? Uh, like that, you know? And we, we write, uh, we don't write down to the children. And I have to say, I, I, I modestly, I think it is a great holiday gift. This is one of three, but Lynn and I both write so that uh, they are standalones. You don't have to read the other two in order to get the third. Gotcha, gotcha. So is this, you said that it was, you know, one of three, this is the third installment of your um, Alien Superstar series. Uh, remind us, what, what were the first two? They're, they're all Buddy Burger, right? They're all Buddy Burger. Uh, I'll tell you exactly. So. He is 13 years old. He lives on a repressive planet. And at 13, their ability to enjoy, um, to smell better, to taste better, to, to see better, to hear, to feel better is cut off because the Supreme Leader doesn't want anybody getting in the way. Um, and his grandmother, Grandma Wrinkle, who's 900 years old, is the master mechanic of the Starfleet of the planet. 
and she builds him. She cobbles together a rocket ship. He takes off and he lands on the only address he knows on Earth, Backlot Universal Studios. I mean, who is going to mention a rocket ship on the back lot of a movie studio? And I don't know how this happens, but he does get a job on a situational comedy because he's already got the alien costume. Gotcha. Thanks for walking us through that. So real quick, um, and you know, um, dish on your co-author Lynn Oliver here. What makes, you know, that such a nice collaboration and, you know, it's your third one together. So why do you keep coming back? It must, it must be a good, uh, a good partnership. You know what, Jason? We have written 37 novels together. Oh, my we God. We started doing the Hank Zipser series, which was the story of me being uh, uh, learning challenged. And um, then we just had a great time. And I'll tell you what it is. Um, we work in a very wonderful way. Lynn sits at the computer and types. I talk. Then Lynn has an idea. I wait. She types. Then she reads uh, her stuff back to me and we argue over every word. And I think that Lynn has joined us. He just bragged on you, now brag on him. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wish I could hear what he said. So uh, I love working with Henry because he's smart and funny and collaborative and has great insights into human behavior and into kid behavior. Absolutely. And he said that I know this is the third one in the Buddy Burger series, but he said, Henry, what was it? 37 total? Is that what you said? We have written 37 together uh, in exactly the way that I described. Uh, and if we don't laugh, it doesn't go in the book. <laughs> so that's that's sort of the litmus test. You try out a joke on one or the other. And if, and if, it, <laughs> if it gets a laugh, it goes in. If not, it's in the trash heap. Absolutely. And sometimes... Lynn has taught me that sometimes you love a joke, but it just doesn't fit anymore in the flow of the story and you have to send it on its way. And hopefully you can use it in the next book. Right, right. Absolutely. Now, have I, have you guys participated in this uh, fall for the book festival before? It's, it's in Northern Virginia. I know you'll be appearing virtually um, on, on Friday, October 29th, but ha have you done this particular festival before? No, we never have. We're very much looking forward to it. We've been in in uh, in Virginia at uh, at local bookstores, but never at a, never at this book festival. Well, it's going to be really exciting because I know there's a lot of Henry Winkler fans and a lot of uh, fans of your 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 series here. Um, so uh, you sort of Henry sort of took me into the the story, but. Um, is this, are there any illustrations? Is it like a picture book or is it more, you know, you actually a thicker sort of book for young adults? <laughs> I like that you say thicker. I think that's the way kids <laughs> think of books. <laughs> they're thin or they're thick. Right. And this one is thick, but it has plenty of illustrations. So it's really kid friendly. It's, it's a novel, but it's a, a, a highly illustrated novel with lots of great illustrations that have a sort of comic book feel to it so it, it, it the the style of the illustrations it goes along with the comedy of the book and so it's really funny and fun for kids to to read and you know when 
when you're reading now for me, uh, reading was hard. And so you're reading along, you're reading along, and then there's an illustration. And the illustrations are like islands. You get to rest for a minute and enjoy the illustration and, and get into your imagination of what else the uh, illustration means. So uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. Absolutely. Now, Lynn, I mean, I know it's, it feels like you've known each other forever after 37 collaborations, but take me back to that very first one where you, I mean, did you grow up, you know, loving Henry on happy days? And then suddenly you said, oh my gosh, I get to work with the fonts. <laughs> take me back to that beginning. Well, actually, uh, well, it's interesting. Henry and I are close to the same age. So it's, so I, it wasn't like I was a young child growing up with him. I certainly knew his work from happy days and, you know, admired it hugely. But when we were uh, put together by a mutual friend who is a, an agent and a manager, and we had lunch and, and Henry was telling me about his childhood, it, I wasn't really getting to meet him or know him as the Fonz. I was getting to know him as, uh, as a kid who had struggled with learning differences. Mm. And despite his success in his career and in Hollywood, he still felt this, this sting of growing up feeling uh, like he wasn't as accomplished as other kids in school. So that was actually the, 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 the sort of basis, not his celebrity, but his humanity that, you know, that who you are as a child and how you're treated as a child stays with you forever. And so that's what we just, that's what we wanted. That's what we write about. And that's what we wanted to write about is Everybody, every child, everyone growing up feels some feels a lack in some way, and um, when they come to understand that that each person has their own gifts to bring to the world, and you don't have to match everybody else in terms of what you do, then then you get real humanity. So that's the part that I was relating to. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, and obviously, you know, I mean, we mentioned, you know, uh, Henry was is known for Happy Days, but you yourself has have an amazing resume. You wrote a bunch of Harry and the Hendersons and produced. I mean, gosh, you were what executive vice president of MCA Universal for like over a decade. But um, how do you think those two, you know, I, I'll call them parallel careers that both, like you said, you're about the same age. Um, you didn't grow up watching each other, but admiring each other, these parallel tracks out in Hollywood. Did you bring any lessons from from that world into now reaching children? Well, uh, yeah. First of all, in in the process we used to write, which Henry had described to you, which is which is uh, in the same room at the same time, very collaborative. That's the way a lot of television is written. So we were both familiar. You know, if you're if you're only a novelist, you're kind of alone in a room. But if you work in television or film, you're together with other writers and and collaborating to. Uh, together to write and that's a very different process so I think that really helped a lot and then in terms of Alien Superstar uh, the book is about a kid on uh, being the star of a sitcom and and being on a soundstage at Universal where I have been and Henry have been most of our lives. Henry did you did it sound like you had something you wanted to add there? No I was going to say yeah that I, I totally agree with Lynn that not only is um, is the the writing collaborative, but we write about the ups and the downs because we have found Lynn and I traveling around the country, uh, around the world, actually talking in classrooms, 
children love the idea of Hollywood. What is it? A, a limousine, a red carpet. Their, their imaginations go, they love outer space. We put the two together and then used our backgrounds to show them the good and the horror of working in Hollywood. <laughs> horror? <laughs> horror. Horror, the horror of working in Hollywood, wow. <laughs> the horror. Well, it's, it's Halloween almost, so there you the go. Horror. Horror. Yeah. Awesome. Well, tell me about, um, I know you also run the Society of Children's Book Writers and Illustrators. Tell me about that. Uh, well, that's a group that I that that I co-founded when I was 21 years old because I uh, directly out of college I had gotten a job as a, a children's book writer for an educational series, and I knew that there was a lot to know about the field that I didn't know. So I thought, well, I'll join a group or attend a conference and and uh, get some instruction. And there was none, so I started one. That was a long time ago, and now. There are 27,000 members worldwide. It's the largest or writer's organization in the world. So uh, it's a nonprofit and it's comprised of people who write and illustrate and publish and agent uh, children's books. So it's a tremendous network of people who are involved in this very wonderful, uh, dedicated field of ours. It's it's such a great it must be a, such a rewarding field to be in too you know we're writing for for children and you know sparking their imagination for the rest of their lives it's it's fantastic what you're doing I I will tell you that we don't write self help books we write comedy and it happens to be about something and so many times we have met children who come running up and said I have read every Hank Zipser he's me. I have, I, I understand the alien. I know how he feels kind of left out. That's me. So that is rewarding. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, thanks so much for joining us to talk about um, this amazing um, book festival and, and the latest book. Um, before we run, my, my listeners will kill me if I don't ask at least one question about the Fonz. How did you come up with the, the A, the famous phrase? Was it an accident? Was it in the script? How did that come about? You know what? They wrote a, a, a paragraph for the Fonz to say. And I thought that is not as cool as reducing a lot of language to one sound. <laughs> so you can say, hey, she's beautiful. Hey, I'm hungry. Hey, do not mess with me. And the only thing that I added uh, from my favorite sport at the time, which was horseback riding, was whoa. <laughs> <laughs> you, you doubled your vocabulary. I did. <laughs> but let me just say, memorizing at that time was really easy. <laughs> exactly exactly did bobby boucher change your favorite sport from horseback riding to football or did it always stay horseback do you know what i'll tell you something i have been so lucky in my career i've worked with gary marshall with uh ron howard with uh Adam Sandler, with Mitch Hurwitz and Arrested Development, with Bill Hader and Alec Berg now on Barry. I have worked with some of the greats. And we have a movie out right now directed by the, the master, Wes Anderson, called uh, um, The French Dispatch. French Dispatch, yeah. Well, real quick before we run, then let's leave it you know, on that newest note, because I, that's that's premiering, I think, 
um, in, in our area, like right about now, it's playing at a bunch of the, the Virginia film festivals and stuff. Um, how, how much of a treat was it to work with Wes Anderson? That guy is, is, is an author and, and sort of a, a legend in his own time. In, in a certain he really, way. He, but everything that you hear is the truth. Um, uh, I will just tell you, you know, you're standing in the cold. There are no stand-ins. So you, when he lines up a shot, you don't have someone to stand there for the two hours and do it for you. You do it yourself. We're now outside. It's freezing cold. He says, Henry, I go, oh my God, Wes Anderson is going to give me direction. <laughs> I said, yes, sir. He said, could you move a millimeter to your left? I said, I can and I will. <laughs> now, I'll, I'll tell you how great Wes is. He read Alien Superstar. Really? Yeah. What did he think? What was his reaction to the book? I, you know what? I, I see the movie now. Maybe he doesn't, but I do. <laughs> that's great that's great. lynn's probably like yeah let's get west to, to make <laughs> it that right. would be fantastic i'm on board <laughs> yeah pun intended right on board yeah, absolutely pun intended <laughs> cool well uh i appreciate you what henry what what you, you teased it at the very beginning let's wrap it back around what can we expect from season three of, of barry the first two were so awesome so hilarious um and then I, f I feel like my wife and i have been waiting with bated breath i feel like there's been a long break here you know the pandemic and everything but what can we expect from season three we can't wait you know uh, this seems to be the the legacy of this show remember we shot the pilot in 2000 and maybe 16 Gosh. and here we are shooting season three in 2021 uh, I'm not allowed to say anything or I will be dead. But let me just say it is harrowing. Uh, we, we really, really can't wait. And we're so glad it's back. Uh, but first, in the meantime, while, while you're waiting for Barry, um, check out this new children's book. Um, called Hollywood versus the Galaxy. It's part of the Buddy Burger series here, uh, the Alien Superstar series. Um, uh, Henry Winkler and Lynn Oliver, the co-authors, will be appearing in a virtual um, event on Friday, October 29th at 1.30 p.m. Um, as part of the Fall for the Book Festival in Northern Virginia. And come and join us. Yeah, come join it. Come, You got to come. You can. Are they going to be able to ask questions? Is it going to be interactive? You know what? We love that. We love when we get to answer questions from the, the, the listening audience. Awesome. Well, I appreciate both of you. I'm glad we can make it work where both of you were able to hop on here at the same time. It, it works so, so much better to have both co-authors. <laughs> so, thanks so thanks so much for joining us, uh, Henry and Lynn. All right. Thank you, Jason. It was a Jason, pleasure. it was wonderful. And Lynn, you yes, were sir. wonderful. <laughs> Late, but wonderful. Doesn't matter. <laughs> You filled, you filled, you made up the time. All right, that's great. Well, well, thank you. And we hope all, everyone has a good laugh and that kids really love Alien Superstar. It's, it, he's a great character and he's a lot of fun to hang out with. And I just want to say shamelessly, think holiday. <laughs> perfect, buy it for Christmas or- uh, You, bet. you put a laugh in their stocking. A laugh in the stocking. There you go. <laughs> awesome. Hey, thanks so much for doing this. A pleasure, Jason. We talked more Happy Days memories with Winkler in 2016 when he was promoting his NBC reality show, Better Late Than Never. Henry, thanks so much for joining us. I thank you so much. How is everything? We're, uh, we're doing all right here in the nation's capital. Where are you calling from? Uh, I'm calling from my office 
in my home in L.A. <laughs> nice, nice. Well, we're glad uh, you're joining us. Uh, it's called Better Late Than Never. Um, what, you know me- what? Here's what? Here it is. For the last seven days, I've traveled everywhere in the country. And uh, I've been uh, to the East Coast. I have been to the Midwest. I've been here on the West Coast. People have said to me, I haven't laughed this hard in a long time. I nearly peed myself. And I now carry extra underwear for my fans. <laughs> do you actually Thank ever you. Ha- do you hand, the, hand them the underwear? You know, when, I do. Yeah, I do. Nice. Yeah, they're paper, they're <laughs> disposable, and um, that's the kind of caring guy I am. Well, it depends. Very quick on their age, yeah. But uh, all right, well, let's say let's say some of our uh, listeners maybe missed the first episode. Give them just give them the quick little breakdown of, of what this is because okay. it's, it's hilarious. Five guys: uh, William Shatner, uh, George Foreman, heavyweight champion of the world. Um, uh, Terry Bradshaw, four Super Bowl rings. Uh, Jeff Dye, young comedian who has traveled all over America with his stand-up funny. And me. Six cities, five cameras, 35 days, and we made it into a television show. We went through a culture we didn't understand. I had a pork vagina last year, uh, last week, uh, in a hole in the wall in Tokyo of a yakitori restaurant, and it stayed in my mouth for about a second and a half, and then I I spit it out uh, across the room. I think it's still hanging on the wall. <laughs> I am a mongoose to a Hong Kong cobra. The cobra wins. Yeah. I teach a um, uh, a school of ninja students. How to be stealth the Winkler way. <laughs> what about next week? Give us a little preview of, of what crazy antics you guys are doing in next episode three. Next week, I, we're in Korea. Ooh. And uh, let me say, I do something that I have never done before. I At 7.30 in the morning, I told the producers in Korea, I will not do this. And at 10 o'clock at night, I did it. So I felt... Like I accomplished something, it was amazing. Nice. That's a nice little tease there. Uh, all right. I, I, you mentioned all the, the big heavy hitters and heavyweights uh, and quarterbacks and the like playing your coach. We didn't have any small hitters. <laughs> awesome. We, we only had heavyweights. Exactly. Go through them each. Embarrass, them, embarrass your co-stars here a little bit, one by one. You know. All right. Terry Bradshaw has the heart um, of Oklahoma. He is, he is just a, a big spirit, a big personality. And um, looks great in a cowboy hat. <laughs> uh, if he dares to come uh, and, and tries to hug you, you want to put a surrogate in there because he will crush every bone. He has no idea how strong he is. <laughs> Bill Shatner has read every book on the planet and wants you to know what's on every page. Right. George Foreman has made napping into an art form. <laughs> Just as his tush reaches the chair, he's in rim. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, And then there's me um, having the greatest time of my life. I was scared when we started. I am grateful that I was smart enough to say yes. That's fantastic. Do you ever do you ever rib on Terry? Because because football season's almost here. Do you? If you were as a coach, how would you send Bobby Boucher after him on a blitz? (laughs) <laughs> well, uh, I would go for his knees because they're very bad. He had a knee replaced. 
uh, his body is breaking down. <laughs> I'm sure he, he crawled through Asia. I'm sure he loves hearing that. <laughs> you don't want to play this for him or I'm dead. Oh, that's great. I think Bobby Boucher will back you up. Uh, obviously, I want to get back around to the show, but Gene Wilder just passed away last night, and it's been a rough 2016. I wanted to get your thoughts, well, quickly on Gene, but mostly also on, on, on the great Gary Marshall. You know, you, you worked with him a lot. He helped, you know, make you a household name on as the Fonz. But, you know, what, what, A, what are, what are your memories on, on Gene as a, as a comic genius? And then also just Gary Marshall, also a genius. Gary Marshall was my mentor. Gary Marshall was my friend. Gary Marshall was my teacher. Uh, he was just a one of a kind. And the same can be found. Now, I did not know Gene Wilder. I only knew him going to his movies. Right. But he literally was an original. Yeah. I mean, everything that he was in, you remember. Yeah. His characters were unique. There is nobody like him today. Uh, probably will never be anybody like him. What What was what you said? Gary was just you know so personal to you. But what what was it that made him such a genius for Happy Days and every other other spinoff and everything he created? What, well, I would imagine first of all, God given talent. Yeah. Uh, his ability to know funny, uh, to um, create funny. Uh, but I think that one of the most important things in anything that you do in your life is the ability to listen, ah. not to just have an opinion, but to open your opinion to somebody else's so that you can combine them and make it even better. That's true. If I wasn't listening to you, I wouldn't have known about the underwear for the fans and things. See, you got to listen. And there you go. And not only that, <laughs> but they don't chafe. <laughs> Oh, that is fantastic. Uh, when when you're doing these these phone interviews, have have report has it come to the point where reporters have, you know, jumped the shark on asking about jumping the shark? Not at all, because <laughs> jumping the shark is a is a part of life. Uh I've jumped the shark. Uh I'm the only actor who's jumped it twice. Uh on arrested development, I jumped over the shark. Oh, that's right. Rock. That's right. That's hilarious. So see, you you you're even at the point where you're fine, you know, re recreating it and spoofing it. Well, you know what? I love my career. I am grateful that I had a dream when I was seven, and at 70, I am still doing it, and I'm still here with you. And in January, I start shooting a, a new show with Bill Hader, who is brilliant uh, on his own for HBO. He's so... so I am a lucky, lucky human being. Absolutely. Um, can I ask, before you go, I want to ask you about Night Shift, because I know Ron yes, Howard. one of my favorite films. What was it sort of like working with, you know, Ron both, you know, as a, as a co-star actor, young guy on Happy Days, but then watching him sort of grow into this new directing role and watch him grow even years, years after Night Shift? Well, so here's the thing. One, Ron knew what he wanted to do since he was 16. He <laughs> wanted to be a director. He asked me on the set of Happy Days, he said, so what do you think? I said, Ron, you are so personally powerful. Honest to God, you look like a loaf of Wonder Bread. <laughs> but inside, you are powerful. There is nothing you can't do. Number three, he was worried because he was so young, and the crew has been doing it for so long. Would they listen to him? They listened to him. They couldn't wait for him to tell him what to do because he's so good at what he does. Four, he said, you can do either role. 
I'd just like you to be in the movie. So I figured, all right, I played the Fonz now for 10 years. I'm going to play Richie. And that's how I picked Chuck. That's great. There you go. Well, see, you've got such range. It's it's awesome. Um, awesome. All right. Well, uh, we know we get, we're up against the clock, so we'll cut you loose. But, you know, in, in closing, why should we tune in? I want to tell you, I promise you, if you do, I will, we will, as a group, make you laugh. Awesome. We'll get the extra underwear ready, sir. Thank you so much. Thank you. What a pleasure to chat with you. Thanks so much for joining us on Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Remember to hit the subscribe button and give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time. I wanted to take a second to tell you about an app I really enjoy. Living in the D.C. area is great, and Podcast D.C. gathers all of the local shows that I like all in one local app. Health, sports, local news, politics, and so much more. Podcast D.C. is the new local app with hundreds of D.C. area podcasts to choose from. I can earn exciting rewards just for listening and share the podcasts I love instantly. Available in the App Store or in Google Play, listen local with Podcast D.C.